I need all these medications. Some keep me alive, some make my life more comfortable, and some just make my life more convenient, but, but they're all incredibly helpful. <laughs> Without the PBS, I wouldn't be able to treat all my various health problems. Hi, I'm Naomi Creek, National Coordinator for Creaky Joints Australia. I've been living with rheumatoid arthritis since I was 12 years old, so I appreciate the importance of having access to a range of medicines that I can afford to treat my disease. In this episode of Patient Prep Room, we're uncovering the process of how medications are approved by the Therapeutic Goods Administration, also known as the TGA. From there, how patients can play a role in getting them listed on the Pharmaceutical Benefits Scheme, known as the PBS. This is a process that can be complicated. However, it is one that allows access to medication and one that we, as patients, can influence. We spoke to rheumatologist Dr Paul Bird, who explained the role of the Therapeutic Goods Administration in Australia. The TGA is the body in Australia that looks after approving medications so that they can be available to the general public. Now, that's a very important role. So their job is to look at new products as they come through, look at the data that's presented and say, is this effective? Is this safe? Is there a need for people in Australia to have this medication? The information they're usually given comes from clinical trials. The TGA at that point will look at all the data and they'll either say, we are satisfied that this compound that you have developed is effective and safe on the data you've given us. We're going to license it in Australia. Or they'll say, no. No, there's no clinical need for this medication. Once a compound is listed by the TGA, it can be available to the general public. Now, here's the catch. It's available at the price that the pharmaceutical company charges for it. So if a drug costs $40,000 per year, yes, you can have it immediately, but you're going to have to pay $40,000 per year if I write you a script. As you can imagine, this is not sustainable or affordable for most people. That's why in Australia, we have the Pharmaceutical Benefits Scheme the PBS, which subsidises certain medications, which is critical for people like Neen Monty, who has been living with rheumatoid arthritis for 15 years. I take 17 medications that are on the PBS every day. I take two medications that are not on the PBS, and one of them runs for $400 a month, and the other one is about $80 a month. So without the PBS, the medications add up really quickly. Unfortunately for Neen, the costs of medications that aren't on the PBS put financial pressure on her. She can continue to petition for these two medications to be approved on the PBS. However, for people living with a chronic disease, this isn't an easy process. It is exhausting because, you know, if you're on 17 medications, I'm not such a well person, you know, I don't have that much energy, so I really have to pick my battles. Sometimes it feels like you shouldn't have to fight so hard, this shouldn't need to be this difficult and why is it so difficult? I don't actually know what the process is. So I know there's the PBS advisory committee and they take submissions and they advise the government. I don't know what's involved in what needs to be in the submission, if there was some sort of template as to the kind of information you need to gather, what sort of evidence you need to provide. This is a confusing process that a lot of chronic disease patients rely on but don't know a lot about. Dr. Paul Bird explains the role of the Pharmaceutical Benefits Advisory Committee, known as the PBAC. To get onto the PBS, a, a, a medication has to pass some very stringent tests. Um, and they're tests around, again, making sure it's effective. Does it do the job it's supposed to? Making sure it's safe. It does no harm to the people that it'll be given to. Is it cost effective? So this is a big thing, cost effectiveness. Is 
the cost of this drug going to give enough benefit to enough people to enable it to be listed on the PBS. The Pharmaceutical Benefits Advisory Committee is the committee that sits around that in that room and, and confers on these issues. And they then advise you know, the PBS as to whether the drug should be listed. All medications are open for comment so that when a new medication is being submitted to the, the PBAC, there'll be a time where comments can be put in by clinicians and by patients. And the PBAC will consider those comments. It is sometimes difficult to be aware of when these things are happening. They're generally publicly listed on the government websites as to when they're open for comment. Sometimes it's not just about the stats, right? It's about the experience that individuals have had with different medications. So there is power in that voice as well. So it's a difficult process and necessarily difficult because we've only got so much in the health budget pot. And the problem is if we let every drug onto the PBS and we have no money left, so we have to be careful. We have to say, okay, we only let the medications on where we see the greatest benefit and the greatest safety and cost effectiveness for the majority of people. There are other ways patients like Neen can raise their voice to get medicines put onto the PBS. Their local member's not a bad person. Writing to their local member and expressing frustration regarding the cost of medicines and Usually they're the sort of person who's going to have to reply if they get a written correspondence. And if they get it from a lot of people, they start to do something. Some people find this an easier option, as federal MPs can support your request by directing your concerns to the relevant officials. You can also take your comments directly to the PBAC. Their agenda is published on the PBS website 14 weeks before their meeting. Patients can submit comments on the medications up for approval for up to eight weeks by filling in the information sheet on the PBS website. It's crucial that patients play an active role in the PBS because if it didn't exist, Neen wouldn't be left with many choices. It'd be a matter of prioritising the medications. You know, there are the ones that literally keep me alive. There are ones that improve my quality of life, manage pain, that sort of thing. And then there are ones that are, you know, just that make life easier. My hydrocortisone, you know, if I don't get that, I will die. I'd die pretty quickly without that. Without my thyroid medication, I'd die really, really slowly. <laughs> you know, without my rheumatoid arthritis medication, I'd be lying in bed crying <laughs> and having a really miserable life. I wouldn't be able to get up and move around. I'd need a whole lot of help. Same goes for my pain medications. I'm really grateful that I don't have to choose, but without the PBS, I wouldn't be able to treat all my various health problems. The Therapeutic Goods Administration, the TGA, and the Pharmaceutical Benefits Scheme, the PBS, are essential in the Australian healthcare system to keep safe and affordable medications on the market. To learn more about the TGA and the PBS, be sure to listen to our audio guide. If you need guidance making a submission to the PBAC, get in touch at creakyjoints.org.au and remember, your small changes can have a big impact. Thanks for listening to this episode of Patient Prep Room. Click follow wherever you listen to podcasts and join the Creaky Joints community to receive additional resources to help you live your best life despite arthritis. Join for free at creakyjoints.org.au. Creaky Joints Australia recommends that you always consult with your medical provider to ensure you remain at the centre of your health care.